Hello and welcome to Poetry Non-Stop. I'm Patrick Widdis and today's guest is Adele Cordner. Adele's new book, The Kitchen Sink Chronicles, is a collection written just last year. The poems capture the fear and strangeness of life during the pandemic, but there is also hope and resilience, as you can hear in this poem. This is Viral Shopping, which was written on the 16th of March 2020. It ricochets around the steel-beamed nave, the small child's naive cough. The man on his phone flinches for a moment, turns his head mid-sentence, calmly checks his distance, then continues his mission, worshipping in whispered tones. In her blue gingham dress, the blonde girl, hair dishevelled from nursery, flushed cheeks, tugs at her sister as they fight over yoghurt flavours with the usual carelessness of youth. I quicken my pace as she coughs again, her mother too weak to seek out a tissue. At every turn, expanses of cleared shelves, hard to remember what was here before with all colour suddenly snatched away. I read of the palest things, toilet tissue, chicken, soap, milk, flour, whilst battered remnants of carrots, cabbages, swedes lie jumbled for the taking in green plastic trays. I pray I don't meet anyone I know. The need for conversation is now too great. And how can we talk two metres apart? And how do we greet without any touch? A supplicant now. I bow my head. Lower eyes, take short breaths beneath my scarf, tighten my gloved grip on the trolley bar. At least I no longer need to explain. Self-isolating and social distancing are new vocabulary. Just yesterday, stones were thrown at me, hysterical, exaggerating, overprotective mother. Easy ammunition for the privilege to aim for those who sip gin and place their bets. We walk the last aisle, numb, process orderly in the pathway of our fulfilment, our communion. We will offer up our hard-earned treasure hoards, turning slowly to ash in return for our bread. But here, at the altar, our lifeblood is drained. That's a situation we all remember well. How was it uh, taking those experiences that uh, we've all had and uh, turning it into a poem? It was something that I wanted to do as it was happening, um, Patrick. It was, I, I, I wrote these experiences almost like a diary. I mean, this takes me right back. This was the 16th of March, so now it's nearly a whole year ago. And I felt that I needed to get those experiences down on paper while they were happening. And looking back now, I can see, you know, that the feelings that we had then were so different to the feelings that we have now, you know, a whole year later. I think at that time, I can see the, the panic that we had and the fear. And, um, you know, this was something that was, this pandemic was something that we've never, ever experienced in our lifetime. And, and the shock of it all was was immense. So, yes, I, I was literally writing this collection as things were happening, as as news was coming out. 
and as um, experiences were happening to me and my family and I felt that as it was such a monumental change in our lives that I really needed to get that down um, as it happened. Yeah at what what point did you actually decide this was going to be um, a collection? I think I think it probably wasn't until I got to the about the six month point until we got to the end of the summer that I realized looking back at my work that I'd that I'd had actually amassed quite a collection of poetry here and um, and also that it that it had gone on a journey through those months through the spring um, and into the summer and by the summer time I think we all felt a little more hope and we all felt that we were coming out of of this pandemic or at least you know as, as far as we felt at that time that the first wave was was over and people were starting to go out more by the summer and meet people outside and we were able to enjoy a bit more freedom and I felt at that point I felt I had a collection of six months worth of writing that actually had a distinct shape to it and I felt that these memories were important to store really they were they were something that I wanted to make into a a collection and, and into a pamphlet so that I had it it's as something to look back on and, and as a memory of that time. Yes, um, it uh, must have come together quite quickly. Were there any sort of difficulties in redrafting the poem or sort of bringing the collection together? Yes, it, it did come together very quickly. I was very fortunate that I'd sent it to Hedgehog Press and Mark Davidson there had said that he um, felt it was a good time to actually put out a, a pamphlet on this theme because it was obviously an experience that that many people would be able to relate to but I had written them quite quickly as they'd happened actually which is quite unusual for me normally I'd mull over a poem and put it away and come back to it and I did go back and edit but not a huge amount I think I wanted the rawness of the poems to come across from the time that they were written so I was quite careful in my editing not to take that away I think I wrote them all quite close to the around the events you know that that each one describes and I think for me it was a kind of therapy it was a kind of a way of getting through writing and I would take myself away to a quiet corner of the house or the garden and um, put these thoughts into words and sometimes even it might be stimulated by a, a photograph that I'd taken at the time Maybe if I was wandering around the garden and something had caught my eye and I would take a, a photograph of it and perhaps that would stimulate um, the, the writing. So um, what has life been like for you during all this? Very quiet. <laughs> I have a big family, but um, despite that, we've all been busy doing our own thing. My children are older and obviously at, at either at school or at um, university. So everyone's been working in their own rooms quietly and online. I have uh, my elder son um, has an illness which has made him vulnerable to coronavirus. So that's meant that we've all been shielding together as a family, which um, has been quite an experience because we've all literally been tied to our house and garden, which is is a very, um, you know, has obviously been hugely life changing for us in the last year. But we've been fine. We've got through it. We've we've got each other and we've been able to get food delivered and um, 
it's been um you know we're very fortunate we're in the welsh countryside and we've got um plenty of space um so i think nature has been for me personally has been my salvation really because we've been able to get outside and enjoy that and uh and enjoy you know the surrounding countryside from our home which um has really really got us all through i think yeah and and of course being online has been a godsend as well because we've been able to be on video calls and uh my children have been able to talk to their friends online and and to have their education online which isn't ideal it's hard for them especially but um but it has got us through i can't imagine what it would have been like without having those lifelines yeah and uh, how much uh, input has your family had into the poems well i've been very lucky to work with my daughter she's an artist and she has um uh, done the illustrations for the book which was absolutely fantastic once the collection was accepted by hedgehog press i suggested to the editor that we uh, that my daughter could do some line drawings to complement the poems and he thought that was a great idea so um she has been um she did some wonderful drawings we kind of worked together in that i i sent her all the poems and she had a look over them and then um sometimes I'd already taken an image that had gone with the poem on my phone. So I had a photograph, which I could send her for a reference. And at other points we discussed what would be an appropriate image. And um, she worked from uh, photographs that she then took, uh, uh, for example, in that last uh, poem, Viral Shopping, she took a photograph of some milk and flour and soap and, um, and, and uh, did a line drawing of that. And um, yeah, it, it just, for me, it was it, it was fabulous to actually have that in the book and to work with her because it gave us both a creative outlet to to work on together. So um, that was wonderful. Yeah. And and of course, she was um, living away. So, you know, we were able to communicate about that over over the phone and, um, and on video calls. And it kind of it was a nice project for us to work on together and gave us both focus, I think, all through that uh, that difficult time. You said it's uh, been a bit different to how you've written before. How how long have you been writing and how did you get into it? Gosh, I've been writing poetry for a long time, many, many years, probably since I was a child, actually. But I, I've only been sharing my poetry probably for the last eight years. It took, I, th- I think it took a, a lot of, it, it took me a long time to be able to share my work. I didn't feel confident about sharing it for a while, even though I worked as a copywriter, so I worked in advertising and marketing, but somehow sharing my own poetry was something that was very personal. That I, I did struggle with for a while. And actually I was first able to share when I joined a local poetry workshop group and that was the NACOT group in Chepstow. And I met other like-minded poets, and we actually share and workshop our poems on a theme every month. And I think going to that group gave me the confidence to start sharing and start sending poems out to competitions and magazines and so on, just through the support that I got really from, from that group. And then I also joined another group in Newport, which was the Poetry Society Stanza Group and um, had exactly the same um, support there, which was fantastic. And now I've got a lovely network of of poets uh, and friends locally and we all 
support one another in our work. And I think that is so important. I can't stress that enough. Having having feedback, working together with other other writers is absolutely invaluable for anyone that's um, a budding writer. So uh, were there any uh, writers I, you know or that you've read that uh, inspired you in this uh, this collection? I don't know. I think I think I'm inspired by so many poets. I'm inspired by the classical poets. I've I've read a lot. Uh, I did a degree in English and drama many years ago, and um, so I've I've read uh, an awful lot of classical poetry, but also contemporary poetry interests me a lot as well. At the moment, I'm enjoying Mary Oliver. I find her poetry very calming, very inspiring. And I really enjoy the hope that she brings into her poetry. I think um, that's really important. And also her connection with nature, I suppose, is the thing that I most admire in her work. And that is probably what inspires me to write quite often. It will be, my prompts will often be through nature, through maybe seeing a flower in bloom or a tree blossoming or insects working in the garden i do find great inspiration through through nature yes and uh, that leads nicely onto another of your poems which is the basis of your writing prompt yes my writing prompt is to write a poem on the theme of hope or resilience i think you can find hope or resilience in so many different places it doesn't have to be nature for me personally it's nature but but it can also be found in maybe in people maybe a a conversation with a friend a partner family member a loving gesture a a small act of kindness which I think we have um, experienced huge amounts of through this pandemic I've been so moved by the kindness of people um, in wanting to help, wanting to support the NHS. And I've heard stories of meals being um, donated to nurses. And in our village, people have been making scrubs to send to nurses and uh, care homes. And um, so many wonderful small kindnesses that um, actually give us hope and um, give us resilience. But also even small things like a food that you might enjoy or a drink that you might enjoy can give you hope and resilience. And I think sometimes it's it's good to write about something small, something something tangible maybe that 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 can inspire you. Um, maybe even a little pebble from a beach or a or a holiday snap or an item of clothing that reminds you of of some of wonderful times that you've had and that maybe you'll can look forward to in future. Um, or maybe your pets give you hope or give you resilience. Um, it, it can just be a little moment sometimes. But for me, in this this poem that I'm going to share with you, it was the return of a swallow that gave me hope. And um, this is called Swallow Chick. And it was written on the 23rd of April, 2020. And I've dedicated this to my daughter, Florence. I ache for my daughter, through these lockdown days, wandering the garden, taking photos on my phone of first daffs, then rosebuds to send to her. When suddenly there she is, my swallow chick, perched high on the aerial, so proud to be home. 
I'd recognise those bright eyes anywhere. Last June, I found her helpless on the garage floor, her nest a mess of soil and feathers around her, her parents darting frantically about my head. I was nervous, but I knew she needed me, cupped her heart in my hands and placed her gently in a tree, her elders shrieking all the while. But straight away, she launched herself to the ground, hopped around my feet, brave and unaware of the lurking cats anticipating a snack. I stored her safe in a shoebox while I built a little cot, gathering leaves, petals, feathers from her nest, then tucked her up high on a garage shelf. But in moments, she was out again, put back again and again for days and days, until at last from beam to beam and out she flew. Now she is back, sleek plumes, colours deepened, tail feathers long and strong. What was it like, Africa? I've never been. As I take her photo, I imagine her there, independent, exploring savannas with her kind, and the old, now familiar ache returns. It sounds like uh, this uh, experience with the swallowed chick was a poem just waiting to be written, really. Yes, yeah, it was It was the story of the swallow that had, had come the year before and that we'd looked after. And um, I was just so taken with this little swallow that was had launched itself out of its nest too soon and was literally just hopping around um, the garage and the and, and very, very brave and even hopped up to the front door at one point. And I kept on taking the chick back and putting, trying to put it somewhere up high. And I tried to make a little nest for it. And every day, I, every couple of hours, I'd go and check. And every now and again, it would hop back out again. It was as if it wanted to come and see us all. And I was quite nervous because we've got lots of dogs and cats. And I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't know if this poor chick's ever going to survive. But then um, one day I, I'm sure I saw it flying around the garage and out. So I was absolutely delighted. And then, of course, when they come back the following year, it's just wonderful. And um, and I thought as when I saw this, the chick in April, I thought, oh, my gosh, the full grown swallow. I thought, I, I wonder if it's my chick, my baby chick that I helped to help to raise. So, um, yeah, it was um, it was a, it was a wonderful experience to be that close to nature. And actually, there's a, a lovely illustration in the book that my daughter has done of the of the swallow on the aerial and that was taken um, the photograph was taken by my husband on that date and um, I think uh, that's a lovely lovely memory to have because it's from the actual day um, that, that the first swallow arrived back. Yeah and uh, the poem brings together several experiences or feelings you've got the story about the swallow um but your feelings for your daughter and the hope for spring um did that all come together quite quickly actually yes it did yeah i think the swallow was such a symbol of of hope for me at that time 
and of course I was thinking about my daughter as well and yeah it it did it it's strange how in this collection particularly these thoughts have have been quite um have come together quite quickly um yeah and I suppose I suppose during the pandemic and particularly during that first stage of the pandemic we we had plenty of time to think and to mull these things over and I I was already obviously thinking about my daughter when the swallow came and I was looking around the garden for photographs to send to her um, because uh, she loves nature as well she's a botanist and uh, she she was really missing the countryside and the outdoors uh, because she was in a, a top floor flat in London at the time and yeah, so I think, you know, I was quite desperate to to send these photographs to her because I felt that they would give her hope and give her a link back to the countryside and um, and to show her that, you know, that, that you know, and I knew that she would be home at one point and be able to get here at one point outside. Uh, but I wanted to show her what was happening here and to um, give her some hope as well. So, yeah, it, it, the link was, I think the link was there from the beginning, to be honest, yeah. Yes, well, we could all do with um, more hope at the moment. So mm. um, I hope you will all try uh, writing some poems that uh, spread more hope. They don't have to be uh, about the pandemic, um, of course. So, yeah, hope you have a go and uh, share what you write. And um, we do love to read it uh, as always but um yeah i'll uh, share the poem i wrote and um i uh, wrote about one of the more positive things i've done uh, during the pandemic and uh this is about volunteering for norwich food cycle um and uh, i think you'll get a good idea of you know, what they do uh from this poem and this is called cooking in lockdown Tonight there are six of us, mixing indoors, preparing a meal for 60. Bursting bags of carrots are chopped and roasted. A sack disgorges mucky sprouting spuds, but they scrub up well and diced and peeled pile high in a colander the size of a basin. Wonky red, green and yellow peppers sliced up fill a bowl with a crunchy rainbow. We must stay at our stations, wash hands frequently and wear masks at all times except to take a sip of tea. The most vulnerable member works alone, barricaded in a separate room with knives and a chopping board. We can talk to our delight. After two hours working two metres apart, it all comes together. A pot overflowing with pasta in a rich sauce and a multitude of vegetables, which were destined for the dump. Thick steaming potato soup fills takeaway containers to overflowing. The trolley creaks under the weight. Outside, a hungry queue is growing. Wow, I really love that, Patrick. That's and that um that captures hope perfectly for me, hope through humanity. I think these these acts of kindness are are remarkable and, and I think it just shows how we can all pull together as a community in difficult times and help one another through. It's uh, it's wonderful. I liked your image of rainbow of vegetables. Mm. 
I think as, as the rainbow is such a sign of hope and I love the idea of the colour of that. That's absolutely gorgeous. And I liked um, the ending where, you're, where you use the word growing, the cues growing, because that suggested that hope is growing to me as well. The people are coming and, you know, I think hope is, is in that, in that drawing together. So that's, uh, yeah, that's a lovely poem of hope. Thank you, Patrick. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, thanks for the inspiration, uh, uh, both the uh, prompt and the uh, whole collection um, very much uh, drove that poem. So, yeah, I'm um, at uh, time of recording. We're still in lockdown. Is it something you're still writing about? Yes, I suppose. I think I think I'm looking for looking more for stories of hope and resilience now. I think quite a lot of the collection obviously is reflective and was um, almost more of a diary of things that that happened as they happened. I think now I I feel that there is hope in the air now. I feel that the future is you know we are we are going to get out of this at some point, um, hopefully soon. And I think what I'm looking for now is is poems that that really do focus on that. I'm I'm actually starting to work on a collection on a full collection now, and I think that the theme of that will be small pleasures, simple pleasures. I think hope, resilience and um, mindfulness, I think, because I think that is something that's actually getting us through these times. And I think, yeah, we probably do have a, a way to go yet. And I think mindfulness is very important. And um, it's it, about staying in the moment now, I think, you know, well, th that's something that we really have to think about. And I think there are so many wonderful things that um, around us that can give us that sense of mindfulness and hope for the future and um yeah I, i'd like to um i'm working on that now for my next full collection so um yeah that's kind of starting to come together and quite often you can even find little messages of hope little messages of uh, little small things in the news that um that can inspire you you know so um yes that's uh, that's what i'm working on now and what are you uh, looking forward to um, when uh, we do get out of lockdown? Oh, I think just uh, going going out for a nice walk on walk by the sea, and maybe having some fish and chips or a pub meal with friends. Yeah, it, it would be so nice to be able to to go out to pubs and restaurants again and just share company with friends and family. You know, because we've missed so many family parties. Over the last year, I, I missed my my mum was eighty last year, and she wanted to have a, a lovely party and couldn't have it. So, yeah, we've got lots of parties to catch up on, and um, all of their big wedding anniversary we missed. So, family and uh, my children's birthdays. So, we've missed so many milestones that we normally celebrate together as as a big family. Which I'm very fortunate to have a large family here, which are local to me in in Wales. And um, yeah, we normally enjoy enjoy partying and getting together so it's going to be wonderful when we can actually do that again and um and all get together i can't wait <laughs> yes uh, it's uh, really made us appreciate uh, the simple pleasures in life and hopefully it's, it won't be too long before we can enjoy them again mm, yeah definitely i think simple pleasures is is um an important thing to write about at the moment i think and i think we'll all be 
so pleased to be able to enjoy these times in in the next uh, hopefully within the next six months or so that um let's hope some really joyous poetry comes out of it that was adele cordner the kitchen sink chronicles is available now from hedgehog press adele is donating all profits from copies bought directly from her to the charity crohn's and colitis uk Please use the link on the website poetrynonstop.com where you can also find details of Adele's writing prompts. I look forward to reading your poems of hope as we head into the warmer months. You can submit poems via the website or email poetrynonstop at gmail.com. We'll finish with one more poem from Adele. Until next time, thank you for listening and keep writing. I think I'll finish with actually with the poem that I started uh, that starts the collection. This is called Pleasures Past and this is something that I think we can all look forward to in future. This was written on the 12th of March 2020. I hold out my arms. My youngest jumps to me. Our skins slide together and droplets rise between us, surprising our eyes and raising our laughter. Oh, the joy, the simple joy of water, water all around us, floating us together, slowing our movements, taking our weight and letting us fall into it, making no more impression on its surface than a drop of rain landing on a lake.